Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hey guys. Hey everyone. Brian Davis and Denny Spui here from Spark Rental. I hope you guys are all having a wonderful Tuesday so far. Not too many of you affected by uh, the weather we're having on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, Denny was just telling me that you know, cars were being blown over like 20 minutes from, from where you are. I mean, yeah. Yeah, a- crazy. But I guess I guess we're entering, we're in hurricane season now, right? So. A little early, but yeah, I guess, you know, we don't trust, we don't control that time. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys join us, let us know where you're tuning in from. We always love to hear where you guys all are. Last week, we talked about how to protect your rental income even during downturns and recessions, which, of course, we're uh, experiencing right now. And today, we are continuing that theme. We're talking about credit in recessions and why and how to protect your credit in economic downturns and why it's why it's more important than ever during recessions to have good credit. So, And many of us don't get it until we're in it. Well, that's the thing about credit is that by the time you think you need it, it's too late, right? I mean, you, right. you have to have it prepared before you need it. It's kind of like insurance. So, yeah, when, when, by the time you you think about it and say, oh, yeah, I want to use my credit, it's a little late to, to go out and build it at that point. Absolutely. So, so, Brian, start off and tell us why credit is. I mean, there's some obvious, but there's some not so obvious. Why is it so important to have that good credit? during these downturns? Well, so especially for real estate investors, during downturns, credit tightens up. The credit markets all, all tighten up. Lenders tighten up because you know banks are worried about people defaulting, right? Mm-hmm. So they tighten their standards. Uh, but it's not just the fear of defaults. It's also that banks don't just have endless money sitting around waiting to, to lend out. I mean, they, they keep a certain amount in cash reserves, but most of the money that they lend, they actually raise from outside investors. So during downturns, those outside investors, they all pull back themselves, right? They're all worried about, about crashes. So they pull their money out of investments like loans and they put it in cash and gold and uh, you know, commodities and other you know, so-called recession-proof investments. Uh, which, of course, mortgage loans and other types of, of consumer credit, uh, those are not recession-proof by any stretch. Mm-mm. So long story short, credit markets all tighten up during recessions, which makes it much harder to get a loan, even if you have good credit. And if you don't have good credit, then forget it. You're, you're yeah. not, no one's going to touch you during a recession. You know, in good times, you know, the lenders loosen up some and money is a lot easier to, to get, to borrow. But during recessions and economic downturns, no one, yeah, no one wants to lend money to people with bad credit because there's too much risk and not enough upside. So, and what do you say often? I, this is the time to buy real estate. Often, I mean, recessions bring good deals. 
Yeah, I mean, not so much yet in this particular recession. Yeah. Real estate prices are up. They <laughs> but, are. Um, but generally speaking, as and even even stocks are up. I mean, the S and P five hundred is positive for for the year, if you can believe that. <laughs> um, but generally speaking, during recessions, asset prices drop. Right, which which is just common sense. You know, there's just less money in circulation. There's there's more fear about asset bubbles and about asset prices dropping. So, in general, during recessions, you can find better deals. You can score deals on stocks. You can score deals on real estate and investment properties. Uh, we haven't seen that as much in this particular recession. We did see that stock market collapse earlier this year, followed by a pretty quick recovery. A lot of really? people think that we will see the stock market drop again, myself included. But, uh, you know, we, we may uh, we may not have seen the full impact of this on real estate prices yet to bring it back to, to real estate. And even nationwide averages aside, you can find good individual deals. You can find a lot of uh, distressed sales during, you can find more distressed sales during recessions because people are in more trouble financially, right? I mean, there's higher right. unemployment rate. And um, yeah, there's just, there's more opportunity for distressed sales and, and finding deals that way. But you need money to buy them, right? And since credit is tighter during a recession, you really need to have uh, either either good credit or a lot of cash. And most people don't have several hundred thousand dollars in cash just sitting around collecting dust. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you need good credit if you want to take advantage of some of the opportunities that come up. Absolutely. So Denny, let's talk for a second about if, or how, first of all, how do you protect your credit score? Even in the face, like even if you see a drop in your income, how can you protect your credit score during a recession? I mean, without stating the obvious, you want to make sure and cut any excess spending so that you're not forced to put more on credit cards because a lot of us do that. We want to maintain our lifestyle even though the income has gone down and we just say, oh, we'll just throw it on the credit card and when things get better, we'll pay them off. But it, it doesn't always work that way and um, and then you're really in a, in a big yeah, snafu. So it's, it's, be it's best just to put those credit cards away, cut your spending so that you're living minimally. Um, and it is possible. We see it all the time in the fire movement. I love hearing the different ways people um, cut out certain things like Starbucks and all kinds of stuff that we all think are necessities, but they're really not. And there's tricks used to cut it down. So... That's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and you know, you say that it's it's obvious, but it's actually you'd be surprised how many people, you know, they lose a job or they take a pay cut and you know, they just kind of bury their heads in the sand and keep on spending at the same level, keep, you know, keep their lifestyle exactly the same, but they can't afford to do it. You know, if you're earning less money, you need to be spending less money. And to do otherwise means to rack up a bunch of expensive consumer debt, which is going I to mean, I, I have done. I was a single mom, and you know, there were t there was a time where I didn't have anything coming in, and and that's what I did. It taught me a big lesson, <laughs> but why well, learn that lesson the hard way? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's getting getting deep into debt is 
not fun at all. I mean, digging yourself out of that is, is brutal. I mean, yes. you know, you've been there, I've been there. It's not fun at all. You can do it, but it's, it's grueling and it takes a long time. So don't let yourself get into that situation in the first place. Take a pair of scissors to your credit card, chop it up. You can leave the, the, the account open technically, mm-hmm. but when you're ready again for it, just call the company and ask them to send you a fresh card. Absolutely. The other thing you want to do is pay down as much as you can your credit card and your unsecured loan balances, um, hopefully down below like 30% each one of them so that that ups your credit score. And the thing that is different nowadays compared to how it used to be, you used to have some time. So if you were a few days late on on a payment, it wouldn't even show up for a while but now this stuff is instantaneous so if you pay down those loan balances you're going to see a pretty instant results on your on your credit scores and you mentioned something in there that's worth reiterating and that's that 30 percent of your total credit line limit 30 percent is the magic number so if you have a credit card with a limit of ten thousand dollars you want to keep your balance below $3,000. And ideally, you want to pay it off entirely because right. the interest rate on credit cards is ungodly. I mean, it's often above 20%. So, And yeah. that's not – a lot of people mistake that it's the total sum. It's not. It's each credit line that you have. You want to pull it down 30%. So. Exactly. Exactly. So for every single credit card that you have or rotating line of credit, you want to pay that balance below – 30% of that particular card or lines limit. So very, it's super important for raising your credit score. Absolutely. And don't open new ones. <laughs> don't open new cards. Um, first of all, opening a new card adds the, it messes with your debt to income ratio. And also it, it entices you to look, you have more, you have more to spend now. Um, so, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, you know, and there's a couple other things going on there, too. So, first of all, every time that you uh, apply for a new loan or a new credit card, they run your credit, and that dings your, your credit score. So, that will hurt your credit right off the bat. Now, eventually, those dings go away, but I think, it, I think it's two years. Is it two years for those things to disappear? Um, I don't even know anymore because of the way so things are so quick anymore but it does sit on there for a while i think it's two years so which is a a significant amount of time so yeah every time you apply for a new card or a new loan they run your credit it dings your credit score and drops it down so that's point one the other point is that part of what determines your credit score is the average age of your open credit accounts and each time you open a new credit card or a new loan it makes the average age of your accounts younger which is no good. You want uh, your average age of your open accounts to be older. It shows right. you know more stable credit history. So opening new credit cards and taking out new loans hurts your credit on multiple levels. So during downturns and recessions, don't do it unless you're taking on good debt, as it were, like a rental property loan. You know, taking out a mortgage to buy a property that will actually pay you money each month and, and generate income for you. Um, but most debt is not good debt. I mean, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, 
There are very few examples of good debt out there, rental property mortgages being one of them. But yeah, avoid avoid debt, especially consumer debts, as much as possible. It's it's all temptation and you just gotta run, run from it. Absolutely. And lastly, you want to watch your credit. It's um, very easy these days for people to, you know, get information and, and steal identity and everything else. So that alone is is one reason to watch it like a hawk. And the other is that you want to keep an eye on things just to see what your score is. You want to know, like I'm always, I even get alerts because I want to know if if there's any change um, and if it's a correct change, because a lot of mistakes are made. So you definitely want to, and there's so many free um, options out there to do this. It used to be you only could get one a year, but there's a lot of, most of your credit card companies will provide you that information. I use Credit Karma. I just happen to like them. Um, credit Karma is completely free, by the way, for their credit monitoring service. I mean, there's other stuff that they charge for, but the credit monitoring is free. So we'll, right. we'll put a link to that in the comments here. Um, actually, I use Credit Karma myself, except they won't let me log into my account from overseas. So, <laughs> so I, I really? used to love Credit Karma. Yeah, I, I do still like them. It's, it's a good service. I just can't, I can't use it right now while I'm overseas because they won't let me log into my account. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, to your point, Denny, there's an old saying in business that that which gets measured, it gets done. So by keeping an eye on your credit and, and like you said, getting alerts about your credit score and how it's changing, that will just keep your credit that much more front of mind for you and encourage, you'll be able to see your progress as you improve your, your credit score. So and it's a really useful tool, whether you use Credit Karma or another right. credit monitoring tool, uh, super useful. And then if, and I'm sure a lot of, People have had those situations where the credit is not so great or you, you know, fallen into hard times or maybe somebody has accessed your credit file. Um, there are things that you can do to fix it. Brian, you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, sure. So we already talked about one of the big ones, and that's paying down your balances below 30 percent of the credit limit. Uh, it's just worth reiterating there. But the most important thing that you can do to improve your credit is paying your bills on time every single month, every bill, every month on time, because it's late payments that do the most damage to your credit. So we recommend setting up automated payments to go out for all of your bills to take place every time you get paid <laughs> or one of your paydays. You know, if you get paid every two weeks and you have monthly bills, then you know, just pick one of your paydays and set up automated payments to go out. Uh, every single month so that you don't have to think about it. doesn't take any willpower. You don't have to remember it. It just happens in the background automatically. And you have on-time payments, all of your accounts done for you. Absolutely. Now, Denny, you actually alluded to this a, a minute ago about how many errors are out there on people's credit reports. You'd be amazed <laughs> how many, how often the credit bureaus get this stuff wrong. You know, and people are always surprised by that. But the fact is, they are literally trying to process and track billions of transactions across hundreds mm -hmm. of millions of, of people's accounts every single month. So they're going to mess up. <laughs> I mean, just the sheer volume of transactions that they're trying to track and associate with people's accounts 
every month. They, they make mistakes all the time. I, mean, I, I heard a statistic a little while back that it was something like a quarter of the of Americans have errors on their credit reports. Wow. And most of them don't even know it. So again, use a service like Credit Karma, or you can start by going to the annualfreecreditreport.com website to you know pull your free report. Uh, but run your credit report, review it, check it for errors, because there may well be some errors on there. And you can challenge them. It is not that hard to do. It's intentionally easy. It, right. By law, yeah, Congress actually passed a, a law requiring it to be super easy and straightforward. So And do it immediately. Like, don't wait. Don't say, oh, well, maybe it'll come off next month. Don't, just attack it immediately. Your credit yeah. is gold. So <laughs> it's like a child. Especially as a real estate investor, I mean, your ability to earn money is often dependent on your ability mm-hmm. to raise money and to borrow money to invest with. So, you know, your, your credit is part of, it's tied to your livelihood in a very direct way for real estate investors. So, Absolutely. all right, Denny, what about credit repair services? What are your thoughts on those? I think that they can help. Um, if, if you're coming out of a bad situation, some of us go through divorces. We're young and stupid. I was young and stupid. <laughs> and I, I've used some. I've used Lexington before. They, they helped me. Um, there's creditfirm.com. They're pretty good. Or .net. Um, so there's a lot of good services out there. And they go to bat for you um, and help you actually do it even quicker. Some people, I mean, it's it can be a lot of work, a little daunting after a while because there's a certain way to challenge things, certain letters to send and whatnot. And these companies take care of that for you. And, um, and a lot of, you'll see that sometimes they'll, your credit scores will raise really quick. They just know the ins and outs better than, than a lay person. Absolutely. So. And by the way, we put a link to the credit, uh, to credit firm in the, uh, in the comments there. All right. So Denny, what about, for people who don't have any credit established yet, you know, people like young people, for example, or maybe people who just moved to the U.S. and don't have any credit established, what are some ways that they can quickly and easily establish credit? Well, as much as we're sitting here saying don't open credit cards, you do want to do that to initially establish yourself with credit. Um, with that being said, whether and if and if you can't qualify for a regular credit card, there are secured credit cards that where you put like a deposit and you're kind of borrowing from yourself, but still it's um, helpful. And the most important thing is just because and so many young people don't get this. They look at a credit card and they think, okay, woohoo, let's go, party, shop, or whatever. <laughs> um, don't do that. Maybe throw on a few small purchases and pay them off in full. Um, and get used to doing that, and then you won't get into trouble later. And yeah, just be careful. Maybe uh, you know, start with one or two, and just leave it at that for a while, and pay them on time. And then, you know, auto loans maybe later down. But make sure that you are really, really careful. Don't over credit yourself so that you're like choking. Right. Right. I mean, the average person should really only have one or two credit cards. Um, you know, uh, granted, some people get super fancy with, you know, shifting, uh, you know, balance transfers and 0% intro to offers and rewards and all that stuff. That's for people who are more advanced <laughs> with their credit cards. 
don't don't if, if you are not an expert on credit card usage don't get into that right now if, when you're just trying to establish your credit start with one or two good credit cards and leave it there uh like Danny said same thing with points don't get all tied up in points and rewards and and those things once you get things down and you feel like you can go into that area then maybe but yeah yeah there's a reason credit card companies are laughing all the way to the bank I mean, they are, they're coming out ahead in most people's uh, card transactions. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people, people love to think that they're going to outsmart the credit card companies. And there is exactly one way to outsmart credit card companies, and that's to be responsible with your credit usage. Exactly. And to take advantage of the points while never paying a cent in interest because you pay off your card in full every month. So, oh, and you know what? There's a there's a new um, a new way to get credit cards now. And be very careful. You're better with a secured credit card. Otherwise, there's these new. If you're new to credit and you want a new credit card, you don't want. I mean, 25, 26 percent is ridiculous in interest. But they also have annual fees, and sometimes those can be as high as $150 just to have oh. their credit card. And that's on top of the interest that you're paying. So don't go for those kind of cards. You're better off with secured. That's your money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, look, I've used secured credit cards to, to build credit before uh, and, and rebuild credit. You know, there was a time when, when my credit was in the dumps and I needed to rebuild it. And so I went and got a secured credit card and it works. <laughs> you know, and it did improve my credit. Um, it, and what other thing, ways? Yeah, what talk? Let's talk about some other ways that we can build our credit besides credit cards. Sure, sure. So, you know, for people who have not yet established good credit or established any credit, rather, you can use something called a credit builder loan, which is actually a brand new concept that has just come out within the last few years, and you know, the term credit builder loan is is a little bit misleading. It's not actually a loan. It's a commitment by you to deposit money into an account in your own name, making regular deposits every single month for a preset period of time. But the, the uh, depository account is overseen by the, quote, lender. So you make payments to this lender. They put money aside in your account for you. At the end of the loan term, you get the money back. Hmm. But in the meantime, they report your monthly payments as if it were a loan. So it's, and they charge a small fee, of course, for this. Um, but it's a great way to build credit. And, you know, again, it's, it's your account, it's your money. You get the money back at the end of the, the term. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great way to build credit if you have not yet established credit history. Well, do you have any of the um, names or anything of those that people are? How how can people find those out? Like, where are yeah. they? So the uh, the one that I know of um, and that I've actually used myself before is it's called Self Lender, and um, and they're not the only one. There's there are at least one or two others out there. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but um, Self Lender is uh, is one that I've had good experiences with. So. Uh, but yeah, they, they report your monthly payments as if it were a real loan to a real lender uh, to help you build credit. That's cool. Very cool. Well, Danny, are there any other uh, comments or, or points that, that you want to make 
for us to uh, to wrap this up, you know, about how to protect your credit, how to rebuild your credit, uh, especially during recessions. No, just that, just please remember how important it is. And if you have um, college kids that are getting ready to go to college, they're going to get bombarded with deals and offers and, and teach them, like show them that, this is going to get you in trouble. Stay away from this. Um, Cause the younger that we teach our kids, the better it is as well for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that point. It's a great point that they don't teach personal finance in schools, right? I mean, if you're, if you want your children to become financially savvy, you need to teach them. You, you need to be very intentional about teaching them fiscal responsibility and personal finance and, you know, tax strategies, investing strategies, I mean, all that, all that good stuff. That's up to you to teach your kids because they're not going to learn it anywhere else. So. No, my kids were just joking. We were all together Sunday and they were joking. And I didn't even remember I did this, but I did. Um, I used to assign, they, they never, I didn't just give allowance. My kids had to earn their allowance and they said yeah we had to do different chores and <laughs> but it taught them that's how it works you know you work you get money <laughs> or yeah. you're smarter with money you get more money unless you're financially independent and then you don't have to work for money <laughs> right but you got to start somewhere <laughs> you got to start somewhere I mean, the money has to come from somewhere initially and it comes right. from working so all right. Well, we're going to wrap it up, guys. But let us know what you want to hear about next Tuesday. We're on every every Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, to talk about real estate investing, property management, financial independence, retiring early, passive income, personal finance. So we will see you guys next Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern. Have a great week. All right. Bye. Did you know we offer a free eight-video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.